Blanco on the normal radio. Free weed. Free weed. Oh, yo. Danny Danko come to show you how it grows. You're now tuned in to Free Weed from Danny Danko on normal radio. Presented by High Times Magazine. See me, I say, boom, bang. Big respect. See me, I say, Danny Danko. Indeed. Wow. Thank you very much, DJ Jacques and Winstrong, for the theme song. Episode 17 is on deck. This is awesome. I'm so glad we have this episode for you. This is an extra potent episode. This episode, what, this episode tested at like 25% THC. 25% yeah. percent And that's episode, a flower. Yeah. It's just flower. Just flower. Yep. We got some cool stuff. We got uh, Jen Burns got, has an interview with uh, Mr. Derek Freeman, Mr. Smoker. He is the drummer for Kermit Ruffins in the Barbecue Swingers. Uh, he has his own band as well, Smoker's World. He's very uh, cannabis-friendly marijuana enthusiast in the jazz and you know New Orleans band scene. He's a... Yeah, he's also on uh, on Treme, Treme on HBO, HBO yeah. which is an amazing show. If you haven't seen it, uh, very pot friendly. Being that it's HBO, they can show marijuana for what it really is, and it's uh, an enhancement on the show for the musicians and the various characters. And it's really treated, uh, you know, in a in a reasonable manner by HBO. And Treme is a, just a great show. I'm looking forward to the next season as well. That's right. And we brought Derek up here and got him dabbed out for the first time. And <laughs> yeah, you're going to yeah, learn yeah. a lot about him, so stick around for yeah. that. It's a great interview. Cool guy. And Kermit, Kermit as well is a great dude that's very cannabis friendly. Um, Big Buddha, the interview. Multiple top 10 strain award winner, multiple cannabis cup winner, uh, famous for the cheese, part of my uh, High Times Seed Bank Hall of Fame. Big Buddha from Birmingham, England. Um, is going to be on the show as the interview. And he's got a lot of interesting things to say about the cheese and about winning the Cannabis Cup and about breeding and growing in general. So very excited to have Big Buddha on the show. And as always, our cultivation segment, we've got the strain of the week. We've got our uh, question and answers from our listeners. And uh, the cultivation topic that we're going to get into is breeding terms. We're going to talk about things like phenotype and genotype and, and things of that nature, things that breeding people are, are, are interested in. Uh, if you want to make your own strain, you should. these are basic terms you need to know. So we're going to talk about that. We are. And that, that right there, that is a very solid show. But yeah. wow. Tell them what's up, Danko. The show is a ta- – we have a takeover. BobMarleyFreeShirt.com has taken over the show for this episode and has given us the ability to play uh, some Bob Marley songs and promote this BobMarleyFreeShirt.com deal Bob that they Marley have. BobMarleyFreeShirt.com. It's pretty amazing. If you go on this website, there you can, you can purchase uh, a number of different Bob Marley records that are completely remastered. These are CDs, and they all come with the free T-shirt. Uh, that includes... Catch a Fire, Exodus, Rasta Man Vibration, Live at the Roxy, and most importantly, uh, this new Live Forever, uh, Live Forever Deluxe Edition 2 CD recording of the last recording, the recorded Bob Marley concert ever, that Pittsburgh uh, September 23 show, uh, which is just incredible because it's recorded after he's already uh, collapsed in Central Park and, and had to cancel a few shows and, and then you know the show must go on. Bob Marley 
demanded to play these shows and perform these just incredible renditions of his greatest songs. He was touring for Uprising at the time, so you get a lot of those great songs from Uprising that you don't necessarily get to hear all the time. And you're um, going to be hearing uh, those songs from that album throughout this show. The show's been taken over by Bob Marley, so you're going to be hearing uh, bits and pieces of that. And then tell them what the deal is here at uh, BobMarleyFreeShirt.com. you got a special deal. Yeah, absolutely. If you purchase any one of these remastered Bob Marley uh, two-CD sets, you get a free uh, shirt with that Live Forever uh, Bob Marley logo on it. You can also enter to win a free Super Deluxe package on there just by putting in your email. You can get a free t-shirt for you and a friend if you click here to share. They can they have ways you can share it on Facebook and Twitter. So this is what we're promoting and I'm so proud to be able to promote something uh, for Bob Marley because he was just such a visionary musician, uh, ambassador for cannabis around the world, an absolute legend. And, he was. Uh, you know, you know his, what? Why don't, we, why don't we give something away? What do you think about that? We should give something away, too, because they sent us some of this stuff. So, you know what? If you put hashtag free weed, and then you put the link for people to go to bobmarleyfreeshirt.com, and then in the space you have left out of your 140 or so uh, Twitter spaces... Put what Bob Marley means to you, and we will just randomly go in there and select the ones we like to get some free Bob Marley stuff. So Okay, so let me, let me see if I got that straight. So <laughs> we want people to go on the Twitter and uh, hashtag free weed, include the link BobMarleyFreeShirt.com, and in your remaining 140 characters, uh, you tell us what Bob Marley meant to you. Yeah. So you have to be concise. That's not a lot of space. No, but... it's not. And we're going to be judging people on their grammar, their ability to express what Bob Marley means to them. Does spelling count? Spelling doesn't count. Spelling just, doesn't count. Yeah, okay. Just uh, <laughs> tell us what he means. Set, spread that link amongst your friends. Uh, you can enter to win the free package there. You could buy a CD and get a free shirt. Uh, incredible stuff, actually. And they even yeah, have... No, and if we like your tweet, we will send you a Bob Marley package from yeah. this. So you'll get a shirt, you'll get some music. It's a great deal. Yeah. Very exciting. I think the song we should start this show off with is Natural Mystic. This is an incredible Bob Marley song. It kind of creeps up on you. It's got this amazing uh, sort of creep up on you vibe. And then by the end, you're just dancing and moving. And it's really an incredible song. So... Without any further ado, let's Bob, do it. Yeah, naturalistic. Thank you for everything. Bob Marley, BobMarleyFreeShirt.com. Thank you very much for allowing us to use the, the wonderful music. We're, you know, we got a pretty exciting segment here. Uh, Derek Freeman, Mr. Smoker, uh, he, was, he came up to the office a couple weeks ago right after Mardi Gras. Yeah, yeah, right after Mardi Gras, he was in town with uh, Kermit Ruffin's uh, Barbecue Swingers. Yeah. The Barbecue Swingers. And, uh, Our own Jen Bernstein had a chance to sit down with him, and, uh, and this is what we got. Why don't we play it for the people? Let's play it. All right. 
Yo. Okay, everybody, I am here sitting with Derek Freeman. He is the smoker. He's a fabulous New Orleans drummer. And he's here with us uh, today in New York. And welcome to the show, Derek. How you doing, Jen? I'm doing great. Uh, so I saw you. I had the pleasure of watching you over the weekend uh-huh. at Hero Ballroom. Love that place. Part of NolaFunk.com's Mardi Gras Ball. It was a fabulous evening. It was it was a fabulous weekend. We really did have a ball. It was really cool. It was awesome. And so you were there with Kermit Ruffins, and you're part of the Barbecue Swingers. That's correct. Uh, how long have you been playing with Kermit? Um, I've been playing with Kermit off and on since about 1994, 5-ish. Cool. But, but full-time since about 03, 04, nice. something like that. Nice. And uh, so recently you've been working on Treme. Yeah, last three years. Awesome. And uh, so you're now working on the third season. Third season has been a great experience. Yeah, I, I play myself in the show, basically. I mean, cool. like, or some version of me. So you're usually <laughs> performing, playing. Usually playing drums or, playing or, drums. or smoking weed or yeah. playing drums and nice. smoking weed. <laughs> or and passing Kermit the weed or eating barbecue while he's smoking weed or smoking while he's eating barbecue. You know, some of that nature. Right, um, and so Treme is an HBO show, and it's all right. about New Orleans and the Treme neighborhood, mm-hmm. which um, has a ton of culture. It has the Mardi Gras Indians. It has uh, its own. Treme was the first, the first free black neighborhood in in America. Right, right. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, the show is kind of about, um, at least our part of it is about Kermit and musicians, and I mean, it's about so much now. But yeah, I mean, it shows the real lives of musicians and people in New Orleans, and a lot of musicians and people in New Orleans smoke weed. So right, right. You know, they're they're not gonna hold back on trying to keep it, you know, close yes, to it's, real it's, as possible. Yeah, it's pretty true to form. Yep. Um, I've seen lots of different bands uh, on there that I, I love, like Dumpster Funk, you know, Kermit Ruffins, and I, you know, I really feel that Treme helped bring Kermit to the rest of the world. For and, sure, I mean, and I, the New de- Orleans music. Definitely, definitely for Kermit. I mean, all of us really. I mean, we. I talk about this a lot because we we have a saying down in New Orleans called "Touched by Treme," because mm-hmm. like every, you know, as each as more of us get added to the cast and get to get, be in scenes playing or whatever. I mean, you you just see your profile, like it literally happens so quickly. You know, it's like especially for me, just being able to come to New York and do all the different things I get to do now is, is it's a it's a dream and, a, and it's a pleasure and it's awesome to like be here with you guys right yeah you know it's always well, been a dream of mine we're, so we're lucky to have you here yeah <laughs> I appreciate it and that's that's also what I mean it's like the fact that you guys appreciate me being here showing me love um Tremaine has definitely helped with with that yeah, but it, you know, it's also not just us. You know, the reason why you're here in New York. I mean, New York has a huge music scene. Yeah, totally. You know, I'm NYC jam gal, but you know, I might as well be Nola girl too because <laughs> I, I think love... somebody already has that handle. Yo, yeah, yo. I'm, I'm sure. Um, and, <laughs> we want the litigation we, on the we show, want, right? We want to keep it that way, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I love New Orleans music, and there's so many. What well, is it? Great... You know, what it is? It's like a, a a kinship, a sister city, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like I think about it. In a way, like if New Orleans was my old lady, then New York is my boo. <laughs> <laughs> 
I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> oh, that probably makes sense to somebody out there, but it, it doesn't matter. Um, well, but I mean, so uh, you've been in town, so you're here for the Mardi Gras ball. I was here for the Mardi Gras ball. And so, what were you doing yesterday? Uh, you were filming with. Yesterday, I got to go hang out with the legendary Keith Shockley of the Bomb Squad. Keith Shockley and Fats, also, um, um, as well. Um, two of the producers from the Bomb Squad who produced all the Public Enemy records and Ice Cube's most famous records and nice. uh, Bell Biv DeVoe, which I didn't yeah. even know. They did Poison, which was awesome. Nice. I feel like those guys kind of raised me in Don't a way. Don't you know. <laughs> Fear of a Black Planet, all these records kind of changed my life. So Very uh, it cool. was It was an awesome experience for me. Again, one made possible by, you know, I guess profile being raised, mm -hmm. social networking and all that. Right on. <laughs> uh, and also for Treme, you do some voiceovers. Yeah. And um, what do people have, I guess, to look forward to in the next season of Treme? Anything that you can shed light on? It's, it's, it's hitting on some things, you know, a few years after the storm when it got kind of icky down there. So, mm -hmm. you know, they're touching on all kind of phases. Yeah. It'll, 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 it'll be highly entertaining, I guarantee you that right. much. Well, I know... Um, uh, so many people love Treme, and I love Treme, and I love New Orleans, and I love New Orleans music. So thank you for everything that you do to thank you for loving it <laughs> for uh, for you know bringing it to the to the free weed nation. So you know a lot of firsts happening for you here in New York, yep. and I also heard that you took your first dab for the first time. <laughs> yeah, we were out in the park, and. Um... These guys that work here are kind of crazy. I didn't know if you realized that. But, um, Danny Danko is, <laughs> is crazy. <laughs> they offered me um, this thing called a dab, and um, it was like it was like the bong hit, taking a bong hit in space. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to describe. It's very intense, I know right? I passed out for at least two seconds after I hit it. Um, but, well, yeah, then I, yeah, had to, so I was walking around Manhattan, and I had no idea where I went, but it was awesome. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, dabs are, are concentrates. It's 80, 90% THC. So if you're that taking... That doesn't seem right at all. Yeah, you're taking like a normal hit. It's what, like 20% if if that's a strong strain. But 80, 90 is is huge. So um, for medicating, you know, for patients, it's it's great <coughs> for them because it packs, you know, a really big, a really big punch. But, you know... Unfortunately, uh, we all can't be patients, but maybe one day. <laughs> But when I run for Congress in New Orleans, that's going to be my platform. Right. I'm sure I'll get ran off the stage, but you never know. Right, right. And so what do you think legalization um, could do for, this, for the city of New Orleans? How do you feel oh, man, you could... know, bringing weed to the city would, would benefit? <laughs> I mean, that's like, it's almost like a no-brainer, especially with a town like that. Because, I mean, there's, there's so much poverty. It just, if, we, if we had something like that that we could tax... I mean, because it's a swamp, so you can grow anything. So mm -hmm. just imagine what we could grow, right. you know, yeah. in New Orleans and, and around and the climate. I mean, that would just be awesome. Yeah, Definitely. the climate is, is beautiful, perfect. I mean, because, I mean, all the vegetables we grow, mm -hmm. like, I mean, you should see my backyard. I got banana trees, bamboo, satsumas. I mean, all that shit grows all the time. It's ridiculous. Exactly. Magnolia trees, lilacs, whatever. Yeah, so, so let's, let's I mean, legalize I've, I've it. I've grown other things it. in my backyard, yeah. too. <laughs> let's legalize it, not under, just for... Under the banana trees. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> An undisclosed address in Mid-City. Well, we would love for the state of Louisiana to at least, you know, get on board making it a medical state or, you know, yeah, decriminalizing it. Yeah, we need it, too, because we have a lot of mental or, illness in our state, too. Yeah, A lot of, a lot of stress, a lot of, 
a lot of everything that mm-hmm. that TAC could help. Yeah. I'll tell you, as a drummer and a, and a singer, there's no way I would be able to like do it five times a week mm-hmm. without <laughs> do what five times a week uh, play drums perform without. Yeah, there's no way. Especially at the, this age. I mean, I've been doing it. I mean, I'm not that old, but I've been doing it for like over 20 years now. It's a lot of wear and tear on joints mm-hmm. and such. Yeah. So I, I, and it helps it, with that. It helps me immensely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Right on. Yeah. So if you're listening, uh, state of Louisiana. <laughs> Your musicians need that shit. Come on, man. Yeah. Let's help, make it help, happen, help Bobby Jingle out. Bells. I mean, Mr. <laughs> Dr. Governor person. All right, Mr. Smoker. So I hear that the word is you're going to go out to Cannabis Cup this year. I mean, I feel like it's my duty as Mr. Smoker to represent the 25th anniversary. And right. also my, my cousin, my best friend, college roommate, he's turning 40 years old. So I figure we might as well go out with a blast with that one. Very cool. And um, hopefully I'm going to try to find a way to perform out there and do something. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I wouldn't miss it if I was a pot smoker. So I would encourage everybody to try to make their way there. That's right. I'll be there. You can come hang yeah, out with me. Yeah, definitely. If you can, make it out to the 25th Cannabis Cup in Amsterdam. It's going to be great. So um, come hang. We'd love to see you. Okay, well, thanks uh, for <laughs> Thank for hanging with us today, Derek. You're a great interview. You're a fabulous musician. Thanks so much for everything you do. And I, if people want to get a that. hold of you... Uh, obviously, they can check tour dates for Kermit Ruffins and the Barbecue Swingers. They can check you out on Facebook. Yeah, everything is Derek A. Freeman, spelled out my name, spelled out D E R R I C K A Freeman mm-hmm. at Gmail or Facebook, Derek A. Freeman. Or, um, but my Twitter handle is Mr. Smoker, M I S T R Smoker. Cool. And uh, those are the easiest ways to get in touch with me. Right on. Well, thanks for stopping by, and uh, thanks for chatting with High Times today. Thank you. Everybody stay high. I am pleased to announce uh, we are now speaking with Big Buddha of Big Buddha Seeds. Milo, how are you? How are you guys? Uh, how are you, Danny? Good to hear from you. Great, great. Uh, I'm really excited to have you on the show. Uh, I've definitely been uh, been on my list of, of people. Um, your uh, Big Buddha Seeds was founded in 2004? Yeah, that's correct, man. 2004, yeah. Wow, that's amazing to think that you know in less than 10 years you've... Uh, been able to basically win all these great awards uh um and uh originally you're from england birmingham england yeah originally we uh i was born and raised in birmingham uk yeah uh i i moved around a little bit a few times that's where ozzy osbourne's from too right yeah home of ozzy osbourne (laughs) uh yeah she's uh it's a it's a nice nice little place. Uh, it's not as sort of uh, busy and hustle bustle as the cities of London, but uh, it's a nice place as where we was brought up. Nice. Well, uh, I've told the story a couple of times on the show of uh, 
of ha- handing you your first cannabis cup back in, uh, I believe, 05 or 06. 06 was, it was yeah. 06, yeah. It was for the cheese, which was yeah. uh, the strain that you, you originally were known for at that time. And uh, we had had some conversations prior to that. And I, I remember you uh, uh, sampling the cheese and, and, you know, thinking this guy might end up, uh, might end up on the podium. <laughs> uh-huh. um, what was that experience like for you? It was, for sure, it was a life-defining moment. Um, You know, up until 2006, um, you know, one of the things in probably every stoner or every grower out there's a a dream is is to win a cannabis cup. And then uh, that happened to me, obviously, in 2006. And I was, uh, you know, since then, obviously, it's it's a total life-defining moment. That, That is a point in my life where... It changed from being, you know, a happy grower to actually, you know, achieving something and and also gaining a lot of recognition for it as well. So it, it was life-defining. Wow. And also as well, like High Times was one of my, my favorite magazines. We used to be able to get it um, pretty quite easily from this uh, chain of uh, Tower Records. And uh, we was uh, able to get it every every few months so you know i would literally like you know miss afternoons after school just to go into town just to buy the the high times magazine and i was like you know reading articles from back then about people and then you know i obviously heard about the cannabis cop and then uh, you know it was it was great because then we would go over from from birmingham to amsterdam we only like cost like 80 euros like 100 100 pounds maximum to get a, like a flight return to to and from Amsterdam, so it was also like a guide for us to uh, where to go and where to hit the best coffee shops in Amsterdam, <laughs> as high times sort us today. <laughs> nice. Well, that's excellent. Um, what what what's the genetic basis of the cheese? I, I mean, I know there's something there's an Afghan uh, cut that yeah. was popular in the UK. Yeah, there's um. It all started, obviously, as cheese being a, a, a cheese clone. Um, it, it came to us as clone form as well. Mm-hmm. Um, then when people started digging into the history of the cheese, you know, it's believed to have been like a part of like a free, uh, like a party, like a rave party hippie commune, like similar to like almost like an English equivalent of the, the rainbow family. Oh, wow. um, yeah, it's like a like a, a English group of guys free living at this place in you know, a manor house, and uh, they were known as the Exodus Crew. Um, they they were well, obviously like a group a group of travellers and like a group of friends, and uh, that's where it first kind of or on record where it first appeared um, at the time, and then from from then as well, that you know. As you said, if it's a commune of growers, there's always a lot of people coming in, taking copies, mm-hmm. moving, and moving around. So, the, I think this was around 1998, 99. And then, obviously, cheese was a collection of that. Um, we we acquired our cheese cutting. It was like probably back in like 2001, 2000. Um, and then, uh, f- from then... As I said, you know, from traveling to Amsterdam, 
and then coming back, like, you know, going to order, visiting all the coffee shops and not trying a cheese flavor taste. I knew that, uh, it, you know, cheese was something special mm-hmm. and something unique to the market. Yeah, and, so, and it's indica dominant, or, am I right? Dominant, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's got a, almost like a sativa elegant leaf. But uh, the, in, it, it finishes in indica times, which are like you know eight weeks, eight nine weeks flowering. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's 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 so it's pretty indica robust. It doesn't sort of uh, when you flip it onto twelve twelve, it doesn't go crazy like branching out like sativas and stuff. Mm-hmm. So not, not a lot of stretch. No, not too much stretch. No, but uh, the main thing it was it, it was its, was its potency. And just its uniqueness, and also as well in Europe and in England, most of the smokers uh, smoked it with a mix of uh, tobacco and and and, and marijuana. And so uh, cheese was so good as well because it dominated over the taste of anything tobacco-y. So you know, always your joints tasted incredible. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, cheese is one of the strains that uh, one of your strains that are included in my book uh, of the official uh, High Times Guide to Marijuana Strains. And uh, I also we recently put online our High Times Seed Bank Hall of Fame, uh, of which uh, Big Buddha Seeds was a second round uh, entry in August of two thousand nine. Uh, uh, you. You were aware of your induction into the Seed Bank Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, it was a, it was a total honor. <laughs> wow. With, uh, all the other great breeders in the world, um, you know, uh, in in some sorts of way, it motivates you to do to always try and look for better things, and you know, always always keeping with the fashion of of strains, for sure. Right, and uh, on that note, you recently just won something. At Spanibus as well, right? Yeah, we just uh, we just took a, an award for uh, a best outdoor weed uh, prize. Uh, it was the second place, and it was for our super automatic sativa. It's an also, auto flowering strain. Yeah, it's a SAS. It's an auto flowering super silver haze. No, we had um, with with auto flowering strains. It's uh, it takes like a, at least a year and a half. Uh, two years to develop, and uh, it was something we had in there uh, um, since obviously the first generation of lowriders. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so we, we bought it out in the last year, and then uh, what's been happening is people have been growing it and they've been getting great results from it. So it's a literally a haze plant, which right. is uh, wow, an auto haze, yeah, auto haze ready from like ready within about 85 days. From seed, so just after, just over like, 10, 11 weeks. Wow! I, I should mention to our listeners, uh, Spanibus is a event held in Barcelona every year, uh, a big cannabis event there, uh, similar to our Cannabis Cup, and uh, and Big Buddha Seeds, uh, I'm sure had their awesome booth there as well. Now, things like autoflowering and feminized are very popular uh, over there in that in Europe and and Spain in particular, I would imagine. Yes. Order flowering is uh again it's 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 gone into a new market. Um, when first the first kind of auto flowers were things like a uh, joint doctor with a uh, 
Lowrider. Mm-hmm. And then the, the Lowrider 2, and, the low and there was a Diesel Rider as well, I think, back yeah, in the day. Back in the day, and uh, these were okay. Some were a little bit bonky, if you, if you know what I mean. They're, well, it's the Ruderalis, the same genetics that make it flower automatically, actually, are, are lower potency. Low potency, totally. Yeah. And then also, as well, there were a lot of people who were trying to grow it, and they, they were really succeeding you know people were like you know throwing down seeds and literally getting like not even like 1.2 grams per plant it's just <laughs> tiny and uh this was because of the knowledge of of, what, of how to grow ruderalis and how to grow like an auto flame strain and um basically over the years you know uh the, the generations get more into the breeding and things and uh the, the the every season the breeding improves mm-hmm. so like you know last year we managed to see a lot of things like the critical mass automatic which is obviously spain's biggest yielding plant mm-hmm. they turned it into an auto flower as well as an auto flowering haze now this year you're gonna you're gonna see uh and also what's exclusive to you guys as well is um the the next generation we call it the third generation of uh of auto flowering strains and you're going to see things like uh, uh automatic cheese um wow. automatic blue cheese and i've seen a few automatic cushies as well wow. but they're still going to t- rigorous testing but it's like a lot of auto flowers that it's, uh, you can only make it in comparison to something like windows you know you have windows uh Vista, then you have like Windows 98 or you know 99. It carries on in generations, and uh, and improves know, over time as as yeah, genetics are added, yeah, and, and as people choose the more potent varieties for the future generations. And also as well the knowledge of how to grow. So for example, the reason why a lot of people were getting such a small plant in the beginning with auto flame strands is is basically as soon as the tap roots hits like either like the wall of your pot or the side of your your cube whatever you grow whatever medium you're growing it on it starts coiling around so so it doesn't grow grow out as much that's why it ends up being a small tiny plant um but in larger containers it'll it'll the plant will get larger and also as well there's like uh the development of like auto flowering uh specific like soils which are new out in the market. Oh, wow. There's also like an auto flowering range of, of nutrients, which are ju- I've just we just noticed in Spanabis this year. Wow. So, uh, we should explain also to people the uh, the benefits of, of growing auto flowering strains are that uh, A, uh, they're very fast. You plant them and you walk away 80, 90 days later, you harvest. So yeah. uh, in places where you know you, you have a really tough fall season a lot of powdery mildew and things like that yeah. you can yeah. harvest before that if there's yeah it's a real fast finisher also as well it's practical as well for a lot of people who just like to grow who have like a terrace or like a, a tower block or something or like where somewhere where it's difficult to grow mm-hmm. you know um the auto flowers can even finish on the windowsill you know uh, uh just of, of, of your house and uh so they are pretty easy to grow. Yeah, they're convenient. Uh, and, yeah. and and I think, you know, now the, the feminized auto-flowering 
seed business is really what's uh, pushing Eastern Europe into uh, a massive uh, cultivation, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's revolution. Yeah, it's the, the whole world's turning onto uh, water flowing at the moment. But as I said, it's still it's still being in development, it's still ongoing, and obviously things are still going to get better. You know, for sure, for sure, uh, with with water flowing. Another beneficial thing is even if you're planting outdoors, it's uh, what I like to say to people is uh, you know grow one outdoor plant, nice huge. Yeah, one which finishes at end of sort of September, October, and then at the same time plant three or four auto flowing strains around it, and so then you end up having two crops over the summer season. You can harvest early and then and then harvest at the regular time. Yeah, for the regular things which uh, plants up first, so you end up having like two two harvests over the course of the one outdoor season. Cool. Well, that's great. Uh, tell me a little bit about these new strains uh, that you mentioned to me just recently. Uh, there's some new stuff that you're working on besides those autos, or is that... Uh, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of new things Yeah, we were working on at the moment. Uh, we just released, obviously, the the, 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 the Buddha Tahoe, which right. is... Uh, that uh, won a prize at the Amsterdam Cannabis Cup. Yeah, when you come third place overall for Coffee Shop Green Place, it was a it was a collaboration between us, uh, Swerve and Cali Connection. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Green I've, place. I've heard uh, some some online chatter about that. I just want to clear the air. I guess uh, it's a collaboration, right? Yeah, it's a collaboration. Uh, Swerve, Swerve, um, Swerve. It, the, the, the actual weed was grown by Swerve. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the actual samples and stuff, and uh, the, the yeah, we we just bought it out of seed and things uh, during uh, obviously cannabis cup time, and uh, we, we've sorted things out now, and uh, you know, um, you know, we, we yeah, we we it's it, it's going great. It's uh, it's more than anything. It's uh, it's proved a, a lot of controversy out there. <laughs> Who's Tahoe was and things, but you know the fact of the matter is, is regarding clones, it's uh, it's really difficult to try and claim your 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 name on on a on a certain strain, and like you know when you've got dispensaries such as like Progressive Options, who are who where you can buy mother plants right. of Tahoe. Um, and over like great cushies, you know, it's difficult to, uh, sort people to make claims to certain things. Right. I mean, even cheese, you know, you're explaining that it goes back before you brought it out and, and, but you, what you did is to make it available, uh, outside of that clone only yeah. form to people who, you know, who are interested in an in, in interesting, unique new flavor that yeah. they don't have access to if they're not part of this, uh, you know, crew in the UK. And I think, you know, yeah. it's important that people understand that, uh, you know, you can't really lay claim to it. You can become associated with a strain. Oh, okay. You can become associated with it, but it goes back, you know, to before 
you know, we got involved, I would imagine, you know? It's, uh, it, it changed quite a few things, because uh, like, like what I said, I was one of the first guys in the UK as well to start giving out my clone back then. And because um, basically, I believe that people should have it and share it. Whereas a lot of the time, a lot of the time, the people were like, were trying trying to uh, to to keep hold of strange, and uh, you, you, you've seen me happen a few times already in the states with certain cushies, certain sour diesels, and certain certain strains. You know, people try and keep them, and uh, and and it's to me it's better to be given out and and shared, given out and shared to other people. So uh, for for me, it was about freedom of choice and freedom of smoke. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, the, my show is called Free Weed from Danny Danko, so it goes right along the same lines. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, it goes out to all growers out there. You know, when, uh, when you, for sure, if you have a, a unique strain, for sure, you know, do do all the hype about it. If you believe in your in, in the potency and the taste and, and, and so forth of your strain, if you think it's that good, then for sure, man, you know, show it. But also... You know, give it to your friends who do grow, mm-hmm. and you know, just don't keep it to yourself. Share just, it. Yeah, share it, man. Free awesome. the weed. Free the weed. Well, uh, where where can people contact you? Is uh, bigbuddhaseeds dot com is the website? Yeah, yeah, or anyone can check us up on our on our website, which is www.bigbuddhaseeds.com. dot com. Obviously, also you can chat like uh, catch a lot of like clips that we do, and you know, updates and stuff from. Uh, Things like YouTube. I know that uh, Urban Grower does a few like things online um, with us. We do. We take a few like shots for him, and then I'm um, also as well. And I'm on. Uh, I'm available as well uh, through uh, a few um, of the internet sites. Things like IC Mag, THC Farmer. So uh, I'm contactable through there. the forums. Yeah, the farms. I just want to say thanks a lot. Uh, to you for coming on the show and and for talking with us. And uh, do you have any any last words for our uh, listenership around the world? No, just uh, to, to everyone, just keep on growing. Um, you know, a lot of places at the moment is uh, are struggling. Amsterdam's struggling at the moment, but obviously Spain's on the uprise. So you know, keep on fighting, keep on doing what you believe in, and uh, keep on smoking cheese and be happy. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, thank you so much, Big Buddha, BigBuddhaSeeds.com. Thank you very much. Uh, I want to remind our listeners, we are also still brought to you by BC Northern Lights, the grow boxes from Canada, the amazing bloom box, the producer, the mothership, the nursery, a grow box for any need. Uh, BC Northern Lights, great dudes, great grow boxes, BCNorthernLights.com, or you can give them a call at 888 236 1266 888-236-1266 and if you mention free weed you get free shipping which is no small beans when it comes to these uh, big boxes so no that's a, that's a big deal you gotta let, mention free weed and you get the free shipping let them know you heard about it from us and what Bob Marley song can we put on now before our cultivation segment I no. say the heathen it's gotta be the heathen the heathen rise up fallen fighters rise and take your stance again Your stance again. He who fights.
fights and run away. Live to fight another day. And the healing that day. Want to catch up with the healing that day. Want to Wow. Amazing, amazing recording from Bob Marley, the heathen. Rise up, fallen fighters. Rise and take your stance again. I love it. And our weapons in this fight are information and the truth. And that's what we're trying to bring to you. Just information and the truth and free weed. Uh, So I guess without further ado, what are we doing? Strain of the week right now? Yeah, let's hop into cultivation. Let's do the strain of the week. Strain of the week holds a special place in my heart. This strain is the Jilly Bean from Miss Jill. This is Subcool's better half, uh, Team Green Avenger, and Subcool Seeds. I actually uh, picked the Jilly Bean as the High Times Top 10 strain in 2007, which was amazing. And I think female growers have a special connection with their cannabis plant sisters. And I do believe that Miss Jill has an amazing touch with cannabis. And... uh, her first strain release is this jelly bean. She crossed the clone-only orange velvet female with uh, a trusty space queen male that they had to create this jelly bean. This is just an amazing plant, a euphoric high, a real mood-elevating variety. So people who suffer from depression, seriously, try the jelly bean. It does not give you panic attacks. It's just really a very happy go lucky good feeling um, with that female energy and exhibits a really cool citrus taste and smell Um, very fruity and skunky a a real unique strain I believe it's a it's a hybrid about 70% indica so you can do uh, sea of green you can do screen of green growing with this strain Uh, drop in temperature late in flower uh, late in the flowering stage will induce really nice fall colors deep burgundy maroon colors in the fan leaves and even sometimes in the bud if you let it go a little uh a little extra extra long so uh miss jill who i'm hoping mike will have as a guest on one of these next shows maybe even next week to be yeah honest. we don't want to uh we don't want to jinx it but i, I don't want to jinx it she is going to be our guest next week I and i'm so. really excited about that i hope so because i want i want that female energy too we have a ha, had a lot of male guests we had debbie goldsberry i definitely want to have uh a few more females on the show. And also, actually, uh, Subcool, her uh, partner, was one of the first uh, breeders we interviewed yeah. on Free Weed. So yeah, we're, we're excited about the possibility of Ms. Jill. And uh, yeah. everybody should go to HighTimes.com and check out uh, Jilly Bean. There's a, a tremendous photo. It's a beautiful plant. This is like giggly weed. Uh, Eight-week flowering time. Check out TGAgenetics.com if you want to know more about the Jilly Bean. And if you want to know more about Ms. Jill, too, because... She will be a future guest on the show, uh, and this is like a, a mood-altering strain, a real nice, uplifting strain. So yeah, it's a it's a indica too, pretty heavy indica, right? Yeah, well, for an indica to have that like fruitiness and that power is really cool because uh, it doesn't take very long. Like eight weeks is is pretty average for cannabis, and so that orange velvet space queen cross. Uh, that made the jelly bean is really outstanding, and and we'll talk about that more with uh, Miss Jill when we have her on the show. All right, uh, great. So I guess uh, let's get into a little Q and A. 
Uh, I do just want to say real quick, um, I was speaking with a free weed listener uh, the other day, and uh, it was a pleasant conversation, uh, but his one complaint or concern was uh, that we're not answering or, or discussing enough advanced grow technique on the show. And I've actually uh, seen this in Twitter and by email. My response is uh, free weed is sort of what you make it. If you have um, an advanced grow question, send it to us. Danko is here to answer oh, yeah. these things, so you know, please if, do. If you have the time to tweet that it's not advanced enough, then you have the time to ask, ask an, an advanced, advanced question. question. Yeah, I'm exactly. happy to answer them. So, yeah. Great. All right. Well, uh, let's hop right into some questions and answers for this week. Awesome. All right. Um, as always, you can reach us by Twitter at Danny Danko, at Mike Hughes underscore, and of course, uh, hashtag free weed. That gets to us. And our new uh, email address has been a huge hit. We've gotten uh, many, many nice uh, emails, uh, freeweed at hightimes.com. Yes. That is specific to this show, so any questions or comments you have, uh, please send them to freeweed at hightimes.com. So, what do you say we hop right into this? Let's do it. Where, uh, are these from Twitter or from the email? Uh, let's start with uh, some from freeweed at hightimes.com, and then uh, I think we'll, we have one from Twitter that we'd like to cover. Awesome. All right. So the first question, dear Danko, uh, I was curious about single-stock colas and how to achieve that in a hydro garden. I'm not talking about the short autoflowering stuff, more so how to grow or prune to produce single-stock colas from a clonable source. Okay, well, if you're putting clones into a hydro system, uh, they're going to immediately start growing pretty quickly if everything is in order. So if the temperature of the water, the amount of nutrients, uh, the amount of light, and all of that is proper, uh, your roots will grow very quickly, and your branches will grow very quickly on most strains. So if you're not working with an autoflowering strain, you're going to need to flower pretty quickly. You start the flowering process by shortening the flowering time from 18 or 20 hours of light per day to 12 hours of light per day. And you induce that flowering period using a timer quickly if you want to just have single stock plants. At the same time, you're going to still probably get some branching. You just chop the lower branches and make sure that you just have that one big cola in the middle and I'd imagine you're doing this because you're crowding these plants together in some kind of a sea of green uh, hydroponic scenario so basically a short flowering time and crop the lower branches if they happen to pop out uh, crop them and you'll have those that you know popsicle stick one big bud uh, plant growing in the middle but if you're going to have a longer vegetating time you just need to do more pruning of the lower branches that pop out as the plant naturally uh, expands. All right. Um, moving on, another question from email, freeweed at hightimes.com. Uh, Adam writes, I'm considering trying my hand at being a pollen chucker closet hack. But then he has a little smiley face there. Yeah. He must uh, have heard our uh, episode last week. Or... That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he wants to know, uh, what is the best way to tell when growing for seeds when they are mature and ready to harvest? I'll only be pollinating a single branch or two on the plant and leave the rest seed-free for my wife's medicine. Thanks for doing the show. Keep them coming. Adam in the land of bubblegum. Okay. Um, well, you have to be very careful when you're just pollinating one or two branches of a plant to make sure that the pollen doesn't escape uh, onto the rest of your uh, seedless you know, plant, ostensibly. So... 
use a paper bag or some kind of a thing to contain that pollen on those branches. Now, once you've done that and you do that, you know, right around the second to third uh, week of flowering, even up to the fourth week of flowering on some sativas, but right around that time is when you want to pollinate. And the way that you know after you've uh, put pollen onto the uh, female, the male pollen, onto the female plant, the way that you know that it's taken into the bud and will start forming seeds is immediately those hairs, those white and red hairs, will shrivel back. And that's your first sign. That should happen almost within a day of pollination. And that's your sign that uh, they're going to start forming seeds. Now, as far as harvesting the seeds, you do that at the same time as you harvest your buds, basically, because it, they should be maturing at about that same time. Uh, you want to make sure there's not a lot of premature seeds, white, uh, unformed seeds. You want to, you know, they, they, they're almost bursting out of the calyxes at that point. And you'll see uh, very clearly, if you look at them up close, you'll see that they're very dark and they're basically bursting out. And some have even probably fallen out at that point. Uh, you can, at that point, you can harvest, cut down the, uh, the whole plant, you know, harvest what, that when you need to and harvest the branch that's seeded and um, make sure to dry it out. And then the seeds will pop right out and you'll have the seeds for your next crop. All right, great. Hopefully that helps uh, Adam. Uh, he also writes, uh, P.S., are you going to release your whole cultivation seminar as a single podcast uh, or file we can get? It's really good stuff. Uh, Adam, yeah, thanks. Uh, it, it's great. We, we're not going to run another segment of the seminar today, but we will be releasing the entire uh, seminar and I'm not sure exactly when yet, but that will happen down the road. And we'll also revisit it occasionally during, uh, during you know, upcoming shows. Yeah, shout out to Remy for shooting that uh, seminar as well. All right, on to the next email. Uh, this is nice. It's, this comes from uh, Rhode Island. And apparently uh, we have a small fan base in the state of Rhode Island. Nice. Uh, shout out really to Rhode am- Island. Shout out to Rhode Island. I love, uh, love Rhode Island. Always have yeah. a good time. It's there. a hotbed you know, for medical marijuana and cultivation in general. So Absolutely. shout out for such a small state. They, uh, they do a great job, and they're pretty much at the forefront of East Coast uh, medical marijuana advancements. That's right, yeah, and then they're getting some uh, dispensaries. I guess they're getting three dispensaries coming three up. Three now, so, yeah. yeah the email is asking if we'd like to do a medical cannabis cup there. Uh, of course we would, but I don't think it's quite ready yet. Maybe at some point down the line. You yeah, never know. well, it's, it's definitely in, in our sights, but we don't have any, any particular uh, plan yet. We uh, do have Denver coming up in April and San Francisco in June. So. That's right, yeah. And then after that? We'll see. We'll see. Um, anyway, uh, we really enjoy free weed. Uh, hopefully it continues for a long time. Uh, your fan club in Rhode Island has been listening to free weed since the first episode. Nice. My question, uh, I will be growing indoors and only two plants using a grow closet. How often do you feed your plants nutrients versus watering during flowering stages? That's from Don L. Well, uh it really depends on the medium that you have the plants in, to be honest, because obviously hydroponically you're, you're constantly feeding your plants uh, and you don't give them plain water really until the end when you're flushing. But if they're in, uh, like I recommend, uh, soilless mix in five-gallon buckets uh, and that sort of thing, you shouldn't have to water or give them nutrients every single day. 
uh, if you do, I would alternate with water and nutrients and water and nutrients day after day. But uh, in larger containers like that, you shouldn't have to water more than once a day. Uh, if you do, you may have to go to a bigger container uh, or something like that. But cannabis loves to have a wet and a dry uh, period. Uh, so, and you can get to know that pretty quickly. Uh, one great way is just to lift up the bucket when it's full and, you know, then you get an idea of how it weighs and then lift it up when it's, uh, starting to get emptier and you know, you need to add more, uh, water as far as water versus nutrient. It's always good to err on the side of caution. So plain water, uh, for alternating between, uh, watering with nutrients and there's certain times you want to bump up the nutrients uh like the middle period of flowering like the third to the sixth week of flowering or so and then you you draw down on the nutrients in order to start the flushing process depending on how long the flowering time is but um definitely alternate plain water and nutrients when you're uh, when you're growing in a soilless mix because nutrients do tend to build up and the salt buildup uh, can cause all kinds of problems. So err on the side of caution and give plain water all the time. It can't hurt. All if you right. see uh, yellowing, then you know, you know that it's a sign of underfeeding under or possibly pH issue, but underfeeding. And then you just add a little bit more nitrogen-heavy nutrient and you'll see it green right up. So it, that's, why I, that's why I say it's easier to underfeed than overfeed because you can always give it more food, but cutting back on the food or uh, flushing all that excess salt out is a real nightmare and it really damages the plant much worse than uh, just a little bit of a deficiency. All right. Thanks so much, Donnell. Uh, we appreciate the question and we appreciate our uh, small fan club up in Rhode Island. Much appreciated. Um, and uh, as always, please do contact us at Danny Danko, at MyQ's underscore, hashtag freeweed on Twitter, and of course, freeweed at hightimes.com via email. Um, we've gotten a lot of great responses. Uh, Jake Baked, uh, yes, man, we will be doing a true, uh, true or false segment coming up. We appreciate the questions. Uh, we're going to bring back the phone or, call too. Yeah, we're going to bring back the phone call. Good yeah. phone calls from the early episodes. Yeah, yeah, we're going to try to do that, but definitely the true and false. So thanks for, thanks for those questions. And uh, now, what do you say we move on to some breeding terms? Um, we, we touched on this last week, but basically a few terms that people should understand uh, if they're interested in making their own strain or how that process works. Um, and so I guess we'll start. Yeah, why don't, we, why don't we get into that? Uh, cool. Some breeding terms from Danko. Here we go. All right. Well, the first term I would say you should know is cultivar, and that is basically a plant variety that's been selected for breeding based on desirable traits. This is a mother or a father plant. Um, that you choose based on these traits. Now, just because they have these traits doesn't mean they give these traits to their children either. Uh, a lot of times traits are recessive, they skip generations, or um, if you're not choosing properly, you lose those traits and gain other traits. And so the first thing you should look into is the pea pods, you know, the, the experiments that Mendel did with the pea pods and how these traits work. This is breeding 101. Uh, the word hybrid, you know, people use the word hybrid to describe a lot of things. A hybrid is basically a strain created by crossing distinctly different male and female plants, very different genetically, different 
uh, genetics mixing together, and that F1 hybrid is uh, always going to have a, a distinct, uh, you know, genetic uh, variation. That's interesting. Uh, a land race. A land race is a strain that has adapted over many generations to its natural climate and environment. And so that means something like an Afghan land race or an Indian land race is something that's been grown generation after generation and seeded and uh, the stronger plants have survived over time in the particular environment, meaning, uh, you know, the longitude and latitude and the, uh, uh, you know, the altitude of where they are in the mountains or in a valley. Those are strains that are specifically a representation of where they come from. And those are used a lot of times in breeding purposes as well because they're genetically stable. Uh, a phenotype, this is another word people throw around. A phenotype means the visible genetic production expressed by hybrids in their environment, i.e., as an example, a sativa dominant or an indo indica dominant phenotype of a strain can come from the same batch of seeds. So you can grow 10 or 50 seeds and get a variety of phenotype from those seeds. And depending on how close they are to stable in red lines is how many different phenotypes you'll get. And that leads me also to genotype. Uh, genotype is different from phenotype. Genotype is an inherited characteristic, a particular inherited characteristic or trait. Um, so for example, genotype plus environment equals phenotype. Um, genotype is literally just what's within that seed, uh, which may or not, may or may not come from the mother or the father. So uh, those are some terms that you need to understand if you're going to get, if you're interested in breeding seeds, you're interested in how uh, a new strain comes about. Um, it's important to understand that you don't just cross one good strain with another good strain and get a good strain. This, there's more uh, you know, genetic science to it than that, and you really need to understand choosing the proper cultivars to work with for these parent plants. So um, terms to understand, those are actually right out of my, uh, the intro to my uh, you know, field guide to marijuana strains book. Right, which um, you can buy uh, at uh, headshop.hightimes.com. Yes, Is that indeed. Correct? Yeah, pick that up, and that has a, <laughs> a ton of great uh, strain information and everything you could possibly want to know, plus terrific uh, photographs of those strains. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and uh, also, um, please do visit Bob Marley Free Shirt. Bob Marley free shirt.com. You can buy those records there. You get a free t-shirt and you get this amazing treasure trove of music of which this next song is one. Yes, indeed. Once again, Mr. Bob Marley, what a, what a tune, what a tune. I am 
just so excited about the show. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Episode 17 wraps up. Our very up. first takeover. That was, yeah. that was awesome, man. Yeah, we got to do that nice again. Nice tunes. Yeah, thank you to Derek, Mr. Smoker, uh, Jen Burns, Big Buddha, BigBuddhaSeeds.com, all our sponsors, Bob Marley, FreeShirt.com. Don't forget to tweet, hashtag FreeWeed. BobMarleyFreeShirt.com, and then what Bob Marley means to you. We have free stuff to give away. We will contact you. It's just that easy. You have to follow me, (laughs) and we will contact you, and we'll let you know uh, by private message if you've won any of this amazing Bob Marley and the Whalers music, completely digitally remastered with a free T-shirt. That's right. And, uh, you know, I have a feeling that we might be taking over again next week. We might have some new fresh songs for you, maybe some more free stuff to give away. Yes, indeed. I do believe next week we've got special guests and BobMarleyFreeShirt.com has agreed to two episode takeovers. So we'll be back with even more awesome, awesome Whalers music. Hard to beat that. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Comment on... uh, iTunes, comment on Twitter, comment on Facebook, social media. You know, we're trying to grow. We're trying to free weed build the audience for free weed. Please it's going to be in the magazine. A few, a few of you guys were asking about that. What's going to be uh, in the magazine? There's a write-up on our internet page about the – Oh, I wrote that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a producer's note. Yeah. What issue? Do you remember? Look for that. It's, it's, it's actually not going to be for a hasn't while. It hasn't printed yet, yeah. but it will be in the, in the magazine. So it's weird. I was writing You guys were there first. I was you guys were there before. Our eventual success with it. <laughs> like, it wouldn't make any sense if you read it now, but if things go the way I think they'll go, then it'll totally make sense when it comes out in April. Perfect. Perfect. Right. Well, you guys were there first, so thank you very much to all the hardcore fans, all the Jake free... Jake 420. Free Weed Neacks. I love weed. you guys. Te- the Texas Pete. We yeah, got some serious fans, Texas man. Pete. So thanks, man. Jake Baked, 420. Follow him <laughs> if you want. Up to the minute info. On us. On us. <laughs> we'll be back with episode 18, guys. Thank you so much. We love you guys. We love our listeners. Yeah. Do you guys like the regular schedule? Do you like the weekly stuff? It's interesting. Or um, we're actually doing this. I got some good comments on the uh, on the uh, Herb Brooks speech oh, from last geez. week. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. I, we got to do more voices. I can do Dutch, <clears throat> Jamaican. You can do Dutch. All kinds of funny voices. So we'll, we'll, we'll do that too. Hey, listen, you know, if there's anybody out there who thought the Herb Brooks thing uh, didn't make any sense at all, we'd also like to hear that. Yeah, you let know? us know. <laughs> you send that to Mike Hughes underscore, and I will make fun of Danko for it. Now, you got anything else? No, man, except that it's at Danny Danko, no underscore for me. No underscore? All right. Well, there's a dog barking. We'll see you all next week. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Episode 18 coming soon. Here's some more Bob Marley for you. Oh, yeah.
And uh, sorry, we're having a little situation here with the dog-related issue. Disco the dog is really running this interview. <laughs> he really, he really is. <laughs> That's my dog. That's D-O-double-G. He has a Facebook page. Um, okay, so 